Hi everyone from sunny London and welcome to Ride It Out at LBS, the podcast that brings the LBS community together during these challenging times. Today we have Ed Boyanowski, who is an MBA 2021. Prior to LBS, Ed was a senior underwriter at Munich Re, based in Munich, Germany, working with global insurance companies to manage and transfer risk. Ed has been has seen the inside and out of insurance companies, reinsurance companies, startups, accelerators, innovation labs, and even broken houses. So he's technically our insurance nerd in residence. Welcome, Ed. <laughs> hello, hello. Yes, in- insurance nerd, I'm afraid, is probably the best way to define my background. <laughs> <laughs> and as many of you might have guessed, our topic today is the insurance space and what's the impact of COVID-19 on some of the established players, as well as what are the hot new trends in InsurTech. But before we dive into the um, hard stuff, Ed, what is your fun fact? (laughs) My fun fact. uh, So recently, I was actually quoted in the Financial Times. Uh, I had met a reporter, oh God, a few months back at a, actually an insurance event, how about that? And the article that he was working on was called How Remote Study is Changing Business School Life. And so I didn't think I was going to get a quote, but uh, I did. And it's kind of fun to see how that article is being circulated and passed around. Even my, my family members have, uh, have contacted me on that. So a little plug for it. Check it out, Financial Times. Maybe we'll put a link on this, uh, on this podcast. Absolutely, we can definitely do that. So not only are you an insurance nerd, but an FT promoter as well. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Maybe maybe I can put that on my resume. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and given your background in the insurance space, we've all of us have been impacted by the Corona crisis, and we've had to either cancel flights and holidays that we we're really looking forward to, or actually schedule last-minute flights that were more expensive. And as a result of that, a lot of the insurance companies were either getting hit with more kind of policy reimbursements. um, And it would be really interesting to get your takeaway on how the travel industry disruption has impacted the insurance industry. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, maybe, maybe to take one step back on terms of just the insurance mechanism, right? So when we think about insurance, what it is, is a promise to pay a claim into the future. So if a certain event occurs, if a certain type of loss occurs, an insurance company will provide a payment for that. Um, this promise, though, it's not 100% collateralized. So there's always going to be a gap between the premiums that are received and the losses that are paid out. And if more losses happen than the insurance company has premiums for, then they can face insolvency. So they often will look to transfer risk. And this is where reinsurance comes into play. So think about insurance for insurance companies. This is kind of what reinsurance is. So in spreading that risk, uh, travel insurance, business interruption, these are two areas that I think coronavirus is having a major impact. Um, With travel insurance, pandemics, for the most part, had always been excluded. So even if you go back to the first policy written, I'm sure there was some form of of an exclusion. And and the problem is when you have all of these individuals at the same time on the same day having those losses, the system and the infrastructure just can't handle it. So a lot of companies look to exclude certain types of events that they either just can't price for. So how do you predict a pandemic, right? How do you predict the losses that can come from that? 
that's an area where we're dealing with now a little bit of a, of a, of a challenge because when does the business risk that an individual takes, so an airline uh, being able to provide a service and insurance risks start? Right? So this is something where we're seeing a lot of massive confusion at the moment and a lot of insurance companies, a lot of policies, some are making reimbursements because they did cover that, some don't. And finding that balance and understanding what the hell did I buy here, um, this is something that I think in the travel industry is, is in travel insurance uh, is going to be a massive problem uh, as we go through the next couple of months here. Um. That's an interesting uh, observation. Are we? Do you think we're expecting to see the insurance companies' stock prices um, kind of increase or kind of stay stable as a result? Because uh, you said that pandemics are often excluded from insurance policies. It's it's an interesting question. Um, I think on the on the whole, there are a number of different other areas where uh, insurance companies are being packed. And so for instance, in that sort of same world of the cancellations, Tokyo Olympics, for example, um, this was an event so large that basically when they write the policies, it says, look, for any reason, if this gets canceled, I need to have that claim paid. So insurance companies, my former company, are paying you know, up, up to $2 billion. Uh, many think that that's going to occur. And there are other areas where uh, in, insurance companies are being impacted in a way from the fact that people just aren't buying the in insurance premiums anymore or can't pay them. So you kind of have two sides of it, right? Where you might not pay certain losses for certain coronavirus impacts, like for instance, travel insurance. However, for other lines of business, think about shipping, um, manufacturing, all of these other industries that would require insurance. That's a question of what happens then on demand. So I, I think that there's a lot of moving parts here and there's a lot of uncertainty in terms of what that landscape is going to look like. And I think in the end, what's going to really matter is, again, that promise that insurance companies have made, that value proposition that they have. Do their customers want to stay with them through the long haul? And are they operating in the way that really takes that promise and turns it into value for the consumer? And what about some of your thoughts with the um, InsurTech and how the startup world or the insurance startup world is being impacted? And the reason why I'm asking is I know you're quite passionate about um, the tech industry and you're currently also working for a startup, which we would love to hear more about. Yeah, no, sure. So um, in, <laughs> the biggest question is like, what is insured tech, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, you know, insured tech in my mind uh, is, for, is first really you know, it's changing the way, I, I call it fixing the piping, right? InsureTech is a way in which new companies that have new ideas of doing things can try to evolve that and build it into the insurance industry. Um, insurance is a very complex uh, industry and, and systems have always been built on systems on systems. And this unfortunately made the industry very manual, right? So a large portion of what InsureTech is trying to do is focus on distribution and allow that distribution to just become much more easy for consumers. Um, so a, a good example of what I would say InsureTech is, um, I purchased travel health insurance on the bus to Valtoren through Revolut, 
while we were on our snow trek, just in case I got injured. Uh, 10 years ago, that wasn't possible, even five years ago. Um, so we see a lot of trends at the moment of companies focusing on integrating new forms of distribution and making the purchase much more seamless. So while Revolut's not paying the claim, uh, their insurance partners essentially are working with Revolut's clients, and this creates an entire new market and an entire new value proposition where companies that may not even work near insurance or have really a lot of products that are, that are focused around that, abling to offer an enhanced value proposition and able to uh, really bring in more value to their customers through the use of technology, which just wasn't possible before. I wonder how many other people purchased their insurance on uh, Revolut during uh, Snowtrack. <laughs> I think that, that must have been quite a big surge in demand. <laughs> I know well, I certainly did. <laughs> yeah, and, and you see, it, but, and you see these, new, these new types of opportunities popping up. And, and I'm, I'm passionate about it because I think what's nice about the insurtech space and the insurance world is that there is an ocean of disruption that's coming. And within that, there's an ocean of ways in which we can think differently. And the big players, I really think, um, have a challenge of being able to think differently. And this is why right now, when we think about the coronavirus and the impact on the startup world, one area that I think is under pressure is funding uh, and, and venture capital for these insure techs, you know, for these new types of, of ways of thinking. Because the big companies, um, you know, they have established processes, right? So it's harder for them it's harder for them to think about innovation and disruption because they don't really want to disrupt the way that they're doing business. So I'm a big proponent of having independent VCs make their way into the insure tech space because that gives much more of that opportunity to challenge the way that things work and to challenge how that industry uh, can think differently about the future. And so right now, because some of that funding might be drying up, this is an area and a trend where I am a little bit concerned in terms of which startups might make it, uh, and really what that landscape is going to look like in the future. That's, um, that's an excellent point. Um, and what we are seeing a lot, if you look at the fundraising data is, not just in the insurtech space, but other sectors as well, even though a lot of the VCs are slowing down when it comes to future funding rounds, um, there's a number of portfolio companies that are desperately running out of cash, especially with the recent news that the corona outbreak and the sort of lockdown might be in place for between three to six months. So there's definitely investors that are still deploying capital, but are they focusing on a few sectors um, that are really booming right now? And is InsureTech one of them? I think it still remains to be seen. Yeah. Well, so the, the startup that I'm working with, it, it's called risk book and effectively they're trying to build kind of like an Amazon for reinsurance risk so it's pretty cool time because they have a product they have a market they have this piping that I, I'm talking about right they're trying to fix the piping of that marketplace um, and right now they're going for their their first round of funding and that's going to be a big question in terms of how they're able to access their investors and it's even more critical now to demonstrate this is the value that I'm adding this is the problem that I'm solving, and this is why people care. And that, I think, if you have that message across any industry, that's the one that I think can win uh, in, the, in the quest for the VC dollars. That's, the, that's, a, that's a great um, kind of wrap up to our discussion. And um, 
And what is your personal mantra in times of crisis? Well, I, I think so. I'm one of maybe the uh, older older MBAs here. So I actually graduated in the middle of the financial crisis, and and what I learned from that is that life goes on. And when you think about what you have um, throughout your life, oftentimes it's it's either time or money, right? And you have to sometimes make the decision, do I, do I want to focus on the time or do I want to focus on the money? And I think my personal mantra right now is to use this time that we have, even if we're trapped indoors, even if we're quarantined, use this time to find better ways of thinking, you know, better ways of developing yourself. What could I do differently? What could I learn differently? How can I think differently? Um, there's a lot of different opportunities to, to take this not so great time and turn it in, I think, to something that might be long lasting in, in very positive ways. That, that's really beautiful, Ed. Thank you so much for all the insights today. And thanks everyone for tuning in at Write It Out of LBS. Um, check out our new Spotify channel and we'll be back with some new exciting episodes from the LBS community. <laughs>